Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I got it right. Yeah. Past two God. weeks, I haven't, I haven't gotten it right. I know. The last two weeks, I was someone completely different. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Okay. When we started the podcast, mm-hmm. when you thought of people listening to, the, to, the, to this little show of ours, this little, little talky talk, how did you imagine people listening to it? Because like I imagined people like in their car, you know, driving down the road or like maybe sitting, sipping their coffee. What was your imagination for for well because i thought maybe my mom was going to be the only listener i just envisioned her (laughs) listening to it in her kitchen which she does hi mom someone tagged us on a story on instagram the other day saying that they were listening while they were running and i was just like are you for real like i was like maybe you'd go on a walk to our voices but like knowing someone was is running maybe to this very podcast right now this recording i'd message them back because i was so impressed that i'm impressed that they're running i can't run and do anything i can't run in general so the fact that they're running and listening to a podcast is really impressive yeah i can only run when i'm listening to like very upbeat music like the birds of prey soundtrack which is oh like i need doja cat boss bitch like to think that you and i are guiding them on this run wow thank you for trusting us with that yeah honestly like i hope i hope you're doing well i hope that this is encouraging for you yeah should we drop a beat for them i can't (laughs) could you I don't think so. I actually sing too much on this podcast, if you haven't noticed. As the one of us that doesn't sing, I sure do sing a lot on You do, and I really love it. I dig it. But um, I hope your heart rate's in the right zone. I hope your pace is right. And Um, I hope you're happy. Yeah. And if you're one of the stationary girlies, we love you too. I hope you're also in your kitchen like my mom. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I just, I saw that and I was like, so surprised. But I'm really proud of you for running and listening to this podcast bars so today we're going to be talking about cheating which i hope you're not cheating on your run (laughs) yeah i certainly hope that there's no cheating of any kind happening while this is being (laughs) listened to yeah last week's episode we talked about paris geller which iconic however paris is also guilty as charged of cheating and it's something that we don't ever really touch on in the fandom i don't think nearly as much as we talk about Rory Gilmore and her cheating tendencies. So I think this is going to be a really spicy episode today. We're going to deep dive into all of the cheaters because there's a lot of cheating on this show. But there are also moments that I think sort of fall on the spectrum between cheating and betrayal. Yeah, there's like a difference between like there's like physical cheating, emotional cheating, betrayal of trust, Mm -hmm. which could be considered cheating. And sometimes all three. Yeah, at the same time. What do you think about cheating? In general? Like, have you ever been cheated on? Would you ever be with someone who had cheated on someone? Oof. Have you ever cheated before? Oof, these are very loaded questions. Um, <laughs> Should we call a therapist in first? Yeah, I think we, we need to phone a friend. Um, <laughs> Carrie Butler, where are you? So, to answer uh, the, the most loaded of those questions, um, I can't say with absolute certainty that I have ever been cheated on. However, I'm fairly confident that I was cheated on. Mm-hmm. Um, my last like big relationship of quite a few years ago, I had been with somebody. F- names redacted. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take the names out. I had been with somebody on and off for like eight years. More often oh, so on. They, but They know how they are then. <laughs> yeah, this person is not listening to this podcast. However, you know, we gave it one last shot uh, a few 
few years ago and along the way this person met another person and I of course did not know. I know this story. Yeah and um, I remember a couple months before we broke up thinking that he was cheating but also thinking we had known each other for so long we had been friends for so long he would never do that to me Um, and then when I found out that he had started dating this girl pretty much like the day after we broke up I was like okay there's no way even if there wasn't physical cheating there was like someone was at least waiting in the wings. You guys met over coffee you're not in a relationship by lunch. Yeah and so it's one of those situations where it's a dangerous line because they started dating Mm -hmm. so soon after we broke up that it's like something had to have happened and either way it was a betrayal of trust you know even if he didn't physically cheat or emotionally cheat even if while we were together he didn't cross any lines yeah the idea was still kicking around enough and it felt like a betrayal of trust you know judging from that there has to have been some line that was crossed even if yeah lines were blurred you know as one who's that singer I was going to say Rob Lowe, and he did not sing that song. Robin, Robin Thicke. As Robin it's, Thicke would say. It's Rob Lowe. Is it Rob Lowe? No. <laughs> it's not Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe and his Thicke. Atkins commercials just singing blurred lines. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, this is an Atkins bar and this is a Snickers bar, but choose your own adventure. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> anyway, oh, so I just, I do think that... So uncertain. Yeah, and that will sort of lend itself to the many instances of cheating that we're going to discuss yeah. today because there are so many ways in which you could call something cheating. Yeah. And I think that it's different for everybody. How do you feel about it? I've never been in a relationship, so I've never been cheated on. Really? So, what? You, you can't just drop that. Uh, you've never been in I, a relationship? You knew that. I did not know that. Oh, well, yeah, no. I've never been in a relationship before. Okay, but you've dated. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. not inexperienced. I know. That's why I was just like... <laughs> My mom listens to this. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I've never been in a relationship. But I would... This So it's all theoretical for me. I know that I have too much anxiety to ever... Because I guess the question then is, um, if someone cheats on you, would you ever get back together with them? Is kind of the, the thought that I had. And I know for a fact that I couldn't. I have way too much anxiety that I know that like every conflict that we were then in afterwards it's like as much as I would try not to hold it against you I know that I would hold it against you like you know like a match to a flame fully I think the same I think I would operate the same way I have gotten back together with people who have betrayed my trust and that is hard enough less someone betraying my trust in a way where they were with somebody else yeah no no. Yeah, because I mean, even like, I guess I can like, like date it back to like friendships of like someone who has betrayed my trust, like kind of like finding yourself back in that situation with them. It's never the same. You can never have that same sort of, you know, relationship with them in, in a way. And like, I know there are a lot of people who do like open relationships. And if that's what you choose to do, and it's clearly not cheating because of like the boundaries, which is like the clear... You yeah, know, there's a clear understanding there. between two yeah. people that they're both allowed to go and pursue other relationships yeah. in whatever parameters are set between the yeah. two of them. I just know even like that wouldn't work for me. Nope. Like, I'm not saying I have to be the only one on your mind, but like I well, do need the to be thing. the only one for you. I think that when it comes to relationships and you setting the boundaries for the relationship specifically tailored to you and your partner, oftentimes a lot of people come to a mutual understanding, like you're going to be attracted to other people. I'm going to be attracted to other people. We're not blind. We're human beings. Yeah. It's what you do with that attraction. Have you seen Milo Ventimiglia? (laughs) Oh, yes. And I think about it daily. Those arms. (laughs) 
the shirts he wears those on arms. top of those arms. Like, <laughs> but I still love my boyfriend very much, you know? And yeah. it's a situation where you can be attracted to other people. It's what you do with that attraction that matters. And so yeah. that actually brings us really nicely into our first instance of quote unquote cheating. Cause I think this is one of the biggest ones that is argued within the fandom. And that is whether or not Rory was cheating on Dean with Jess leading up to her kissing him at Suki's wedding. Yeah. Because people love to, at least on my TikToks, I just responded to a comment on my TikTok about Dean from last summer, like two hours ago. Someone was like, girl, <laughs> she was cheating on him. That's why he was reacting that way. I have this TikTok. It was essentially me saying, you know, when people say that Dean is a good guy and then showing all of the various yeah. ways of him we not being a like good Dean. guy. <laughs> we know. With evidence. But I was, I was just trying to prove a point because everybody loves to say what a good guy he is. And people love to pose the argument, not just this person who commented today, that those were instances where he was upset, jealous, etc. because he knew that Rory was cheating on him. And I cannot stand when people use that argument. Yeah. In my opinion, Rory was not cheating on Dean until she kissed Jess at Suki's wedding. And even then, the difference between cheating on someone and having an affair are also it's two so completely different, different things. She yeah. kissed Jess. Plain and simple, that is cheating, in my opinion. Yeah. But I would not say that she cheated on him at any point leading up to the kiss. People love to talk about it being emotional cheating. Yeah, How that's do you what I was feel? actually about to ask you. Because I agree. I think it's like the, the terms of like, like, I guess, physical cheating and whether or not she was. Because she wasn't really acting on any of the impulses because she was attracted to him. And it reminds me of in season seven when Rory and Logan have that very like full house conversation about when she's attracted to the TA. And she's like, I just wanted to tell you and he's like that's cool I find other girls attractive too we don't have to do this and it's like very fair like you're gonna f be attracted to other people it's like the action and the reaction that comes from it then yep. and she doesn't really act on it in any way until that moment and I would venture to say that she tries to avoid it as much as possible and like she does deny it but what do we feel about when Jess calls her and they have these like flirty conversations on the phone or she drops everything including her commitment to her own mother on her graduation day and goes to New York like are these things not considered like emotionally cheating so I'm glad that you asked that question because there are two instances for me like two standout instances leading up to the kiss at the end of season mm -hmm. two that I would say Rory gave into her feelings in an emotional way the first was in teach me tonight when they're driving around and they're eating oh, ice cream I that's my favorite episode of season really two. Mm -hmm. oh it's a great episode I love when she breaks her arm <laughs> She loves conflict. But it's when Jess is like, okay, so I can drive straight and then we'll be back at Luke's or I can turn left and we can just keep driving around in circles for a while. And you can tell by the expression in her body language on her face, she yeah. goes, turn left. That is her giving into her feelings. That yeah. was blurred lines. Yeah. Robin Thicke. The second moment was when she dropped everything to go to New yeah. York and visit him. Those two moments I would constitute as like giving into your feelings and and really, really Robin thicking those lines. But yeah, I definitely think because especially when she gets back and Lorelai's back from her graduation and they have that conversation of like, she's like, you like Jess and she's like, deny, 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 deny. I don't think it really matters whether or not you're like willing to admit to yourself that that's what's going on. It's the action that you're taking. And like, here's Rory who doesn't take a lot of responsibility for the things that she does. And she's not going to start now when like doing so would make herself seem less than she wants to seem. But yeah, I definitely agree. You can say that like arguably 
Lee that they were friends when they were like talking on the phone because it was like innocent. They were talking about books they recommended and like yeah. I always think about a tisk at a tasket when she calls him. Yeah. On the phone and you can tell that there's clearly, there are clearly feelings there. That was what yeah. was so obvious to the audience. But just because there are feelings there, again, what you choose to do with those feelings speaks volumes. I think a lot of yeah. people love to bring up there's the rub and how Dean was angry because Jess was there. You know, even now, not even just when I was 16, 17 years old, that situation would have made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And as we yeah. all know, I thought that Dean's reaction to it was just like incredibly extreme, but I understood why he was feeling the way he was. However, she did not invite him over. Mm -hmm. And when he decided he was staying, she made Paris stay with her. She could have easily been like, okay, bye Paris. She chose not to. If this was a girl who was actively thinking about cheating on her boyfriend, she would have let him stay and it could have just been the two of them. Yeah. So that's why I can't get on board with the quote unquote cheating leading up to the kiss at Suki's wedding and a couple of events like I just mentioned beforehand. But outside of that, yes, she clearly had feelings for another guy, but that doesn't, in my opinion, constantly cheating well then what do you feel about after the kiss so they kiss and like then has to go be in Suki's wedding and then she goes and spends the whole summer in DC like trying to write him a note and then when she gets back and he's with Shane mm. and they have this like conflict in the um in Dosi's market oh one of my favorite scenes in Haunted Leg yeah yes I it's tricky because the inciting incident has happened right They've kissed and we're all on the edge of our seats wondering what's going to happen next. Yeah. I think had Shane not been in the picture, I don't know that she necessarily would have carried on any type of affair with Jess, but given where she ends up going in the series, who's to say? I do think though that anything that transpired after that was just her again having all of these feelings and not knowing what to do with them, but she never acts on them again. If anything, she... She, like, goes, like, the opposite extreme and starts being really mean to him. Oh, they have such a bitey relationship until they shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Like, after um, she double-eggs his car and her and Lane are, like, just, like, yelling at him outside of the diner. Like, I just feel like it just, she goes from one extreme to the next. Yeah. Until they, you know, they shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Yeah. When they actually get together. Yeah. And it's like that same situation. They start dating the day after. Exactly. So it's one of those situations where it's like, you clearly had feelings for each other. And that's normal. People are going to develop feelings for other people. People are going to develop attractions to other people. Rory should have broken up with Dean. And we've spoken to that on yeah. the podcast in the past. She just should have, plain and simple. Or Dean should have ended things with her. Like that night when he was waiting on the step for her. And she likes Jess, doesn't she? He knew. He completely yeah. knew. And and that's not to blame it on, no. you know, I blame a lot of things on Dean, but yeah, you love blaming Dean. I do. And I'll continue to do it as this episode <laughs> unfolds. However, <laughs> I do think despite the fact that she acted in a moment of impulse on her feelings for Jess, whether that be going to New York, kissing him at Suki's wedding, I do think that she ended her relationship with Dean before actively exploring her feelings for Jess. She denied, denied, denied. Yeah. And she waited until Dean broke up with her before exploring the actual magnitude of what her feelings for Jess were. I agree. Yeah. How do you feel about that breakup of like literally in the middle of the room? Because a lot of people say that she deserved that because of the way that she had been acting with Jess. And I don't, maybe this is just me and I've never been through a breakup, but I don't feel like the magnitude of the breakup should be like that you deserve something worse because of 
what happened. Like, I don't know. I just, that to me, that reasoning to me is always crazy. I mean, it is nice kind of to have Dean yelling at Rory, like, what happened? What did I do? And it's just like, everyone can see it, Rory. And I'm tired. Like, it's just like that whole, it's like, that's what we were wanting to yell at her too. Exactly. But to do it at like five o'clock in the morning. In front of a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Even though most of them are asleep. (laughs) Pretty much everybody was asleep except for Jess. So yeah. And Shane. And Shane. But I should be listening because it's so, so damn obvious. I'm split on that, to be totally honest with you, because a part of me does think that she deserved the blow up because it's like, stop acting so innocent. You know exactly how you feel. I think Dean was coming from a place of like, the fact that I have to break up with you right now because you don't have the chutzpah to do it yourself, even though you literally are more focused on this man over here on the bleachers than you are on me. I have to be the one to do this because you don't have the guts to. Yeah. That frustration, I could understand Dean getting to that breaking point. But again, as I've spoken to before, I never thought that any of Dean's outbursts were necessarily warranted. Yeah. I I would say like within the story as like characters as real people, totally undeserved. Like that's not how he should have done that. Uh, To do it for the plot. Oh, yes. Loved it. But also had he been soft about it, I would have been like, Dean, grow a pair, man. Like you need to like kind of lay into her about this or at least hold her accountable you can hold people accountable that's true without screaming at them and i think that's what it boils down to if he had like taken her outside and been like i'm done with this i don't think i i I think i'd been like just do it there yell at her in the middle of the floor yeah that's true (laughs) Haley loves the conflict she is like i love when characters are yelling at each other yeah of course well because it's real life like people yell at each other it happens it's just dean did it way too often but all in all that is my take on everything between dean jess and brie and that's not just because i'm team jess i really objectively looking at it I was just about to ask you that. Do you think that you ever like go like a little bit like lighter on like not Rory sentencing? That's the wrong way to phrase that. But just on the whole situation as a whole, because when she kisses Jess, you were like, yes, like fucking yes. Because I watched it literally 17 times underneath the covers of my bedroom at five o'clock in the morning in the year 2005 (laughs) on my portable DVD player. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that they finally kissed because it was the build up, build up, build up. And I didn't want her with Dean anymore because I loved Jess. You don't like Dean? It's shocking. I know. (laughs) But I, well, at the time when I was younger, I didn't dislike Dean because I thought he was toxic. I disliked Dean because I wanted her with Jess and I just found Dean to be kind of boring and lame, but I thought he was a good guy until I, you know, entered my 20s and I was like oh hello (laughs) but the reality is I think as an adult woman who can look at relationships more objectively especially because of the situation that I was in with my ex and him leaving me for somebody else from what I understand I never got confirmation that I was cheated on But knowing what I know and putting the pieces together and looking at relationships since then in a much more objective sense, I think that Rory was in the wrong. However, I do think that people use the word cheating way too loosely when it comes to that specific situation. If you want to talk about her kissing Jess, yes. The emotional cheating around it, I think, lies somewhere on a spectrum and everybody's going to view it differently. I personally think that, you know, when it comes to there's the rub, brace bridge dinner, tisket a tasket. I don't really know so much if I can hop on board with emotional cheating. She clearly had feelings for him, but having feelings for someone 
someone does not necessarily mean that they're emotionally cheating. I could see that. Yeah, there's like a there's a level of like grayness to it that like is she betraying Dean's trust by like talking to this boy because then that like then opens the door to this like level of control that a lot of like boyfriends or even girlfriends feel that like it feels like your significant other is controlling who you can and can't talk to. Yeah, and that's when things get really really tricky because what are you never supposed to look at another person again just because you're in a relationship? No. And again, we also have to remember that these kids are 16, 17 years old. (laughs) You know, it's not necessarily forming the foundation for like a very substantial adult relationship where you choose someone to be your partner if that's the path that you'd like to go down. And like everything else is kind of up to the two of you to decide what the boundaries are within that. That's where I always go back and forth on that because some people are like, oh my God, these are teenagers. You can't talk about them like that. But it's like within the story, if we're talking about them like real people, teenagers. If we're talking about it as a narrative written by adults. So it's like, it's kind of that like push and pull of like, where do we land with that? But for the story purposes, they're teenagers. And so we're supposed to view them as such. So we can like look at it maybe like a little less harshly than we might say the other relationship that's happening in this same episode. I can't get started with Chris and Lorelai and Sherry. Mm-hmm. And I think that this one is... It's like kind of hard to suss out exactly what's happening because here we have Chris who like is I think what he's communicating to us is so unreliable. We have to take everything he's saying with a grain of salt here because when they're sitting on Suki's back porch and he's kind of saying that we're taking a break like because they got into this fight before she was leaving on a business trip and they're kind of figuring out what they want and he's using this because like this is where I get so disappointed in Chris because we've never fully talked about like Lorelai and Chris and Luke yet or like Lorelai's love interest which we'll get to oh we we will (laughs) this is when I get so fucking disappointed in Chris because this whole episode which is the season finale of season two is just so he just seems like he's showing up finally and it's because him and sherry from his perspective are ending things and him and laura like kiss and sleep together like they have that whole moment and everything between them just feels so like sweet and perfect and meant to be can i tell you though what (laughs) i know i know what you're about to say I know you too well. I know, I know you what do. you're about to say. <laughs> One of the cringiest lines in the entire series is in this episode, and it's when they're yeah. sitting in the lobby of the Independence Inn, and Lorelai is exhausted, and Chris comes downstairs, and they're talking, and they sit on the couch, and then they kiss. <laughs> and she's like, What just happened? And he's like, I have no idea. And then they kiss some more. And then she goes, this isn't happening. And he goes, I hope to God you're wrong. It is so <laughs> gross. And I just... Can I say, oh my God, I hate this, but I have to say no sparkly heart. Haley, I love that scene. Wait, <laughs> that scene is fine. It's the line. I love that whole You love the line? The t- yeah. Haley, I want you to re-watch it and watch him go... I hope to God you're wrong. Tara, I did right before we started this. Haley. Oh. Tara, I don't know. But that's like the biggest no sparkly heart. <laughs> All right. We're doing a poll on our Instagram. It's the way he says it. It's more of the acting choice, less <laughs> Christopher. I love it. <laughs> oh my God, Haley. Add it I to know. the list. Add it to the list. Friends, Taylor Swift and Christopher saying that line. <laughs> I hope to God you're wrong. 
I love it. Okay. I knew that when I brought up that scene, I was like, I bet Tara's going to bring up the she hates that line and I'm going to have to tell her that I love it. It makes me so cringe. I specifically rewatched that part because I knew in my mind that you were going to watch that part because you hated it so much and that I needed to rewatch it to make sure that I did like it and I do. So, um. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate your heart on that. I appreciate your honesty. What I love about the two of us is we're not here to not tell each other how we really feel. Yeah, exactly. So even though I say no sparkly heart, sparkly heart back to you. Yeah. I appreciate you (laughs) and I love you. Uno reverse, no sparkly heart. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. (music) 
So then we the act has happened, regardless of whether or not we liked the introduction to the act of them hooking up upstairs. But Lorelai is really excited, you know? She's, like, finally feels like this is happening between the two of them. This is, like, the happiest, I think, that I've seen her. I know that she was happy with Max at points yeah. leading up to this, but, like, Not ooh, truly. she yeah. looks so happy. She looks like everything is finally coming together. Yeah. Ugh. What's so interesting about this scene is when she is telling him or he's telling her that he's leaving. She was like, oh, great. You're going to go to see Sherry and you're going to tell her that you're moving out. Like, it's not even a thought in her mind that he's leaving, like leaving, leaving. She's like, you're leaving and you're going to make things right and we're going to be together. Yay. And then he's like, nah, JK. And she's like, oh, because Sherry is pregnant and this this has always been kind of like um an uncertain sort of thing here because did Sherry and Chris really break up? Were they really taking a break? What is like constitutes like being able to take a break and like whatever happened on the break doesn't matter? Like were they really engaged? Because this comes back when which we can get into in a minute when Dean and Rory sleep together and Rory throws back at Lorelai like you slept with dad when he was engaged to Sherry and is that what happened here like were they engaged that's what I was wondering I don't think so but they talk about it in Take the Deviled Eggs remember when Sherry's talking to Lorelai at the baby shower and she says something to the effect of like I really thought it was over between the two of us and then I don't know what you said to him you know when he went to visit you and Rory but like it really turned things around. Yeah, and he came back and everything was great between us. But it yeah. sounds like, I correct me if I'm wrong, Sherry says something to Lorelai, I think along the lines of like, I was fully prepared to raise this baby myself. But so like, I don't know if this whole moment constitutes as cheating because we really don't know the circumstances surrounding it. But based on reactions later, that moment between Rory and Lorelai, we can only assume that like it was that it was you think that it constitutes as cheating if only because the information that we have to go off of is not really enough that later it seems like the characters have then decided that that was the case unless Rory's just like throwing shit into Lorelai's face because she was upset so this is what Sherry says to Lorelai at the baby shower. She says to Lorelai, I want to thank you. She says, thank me. It's all because of you. Like talking about how Christopher is like going to be an amazing dad. She says, I've been wanting to tell you, Chris and I had a rocky stretch. I thought for sure he was out the door. I mean, he was so distant and hardly ever talked. I wasn't even sure if I was going to tell him about the baby. I thought I was either going to go it alone or not go through with it at all. And then she sort of kind of just alludes that they had a rocky stretch. You're right. She never says... She never says we broke up, but she does say I thought he was out the door. Yeah, which then I would say it's likely that Chris did cheat because he made it seem so definitive that like we had a talk, we're on a break, this is happening, where she was like, I wasn't really sure what was going on based on what you said, that like it was a rocky stretch, I thought he was going to leave, but didn't. Unless, and here's the thing, I never want to discredit like women's perspective because honestly I wouldn't put it past Chris to do something like that as a character, but sometimes as people in general, not just women, when things go wrong in our relationship, we kind of want to save face a little bit and like if we're on a break if we're you know in that position we might like kind of downplay it if things yeah, end up she's working not out exactly in the favor. going to like 
open up to Lorelai. I was like, going to say especially to Lorelai because she knows yeah. the kind of relationship that she and Chris have. But That's that true. being said, she also knows that if they were on a break, Chris probably told yeah. her. So it's one of those situations where it's it's kind of like rocky territory. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I imagine that Chris wasn't like, yeah, I went to Lorelai's friend's wedding. We had sex there. And then you called me the next morning and told me you were pregnant. And that made me realize that I want to be with you and our baby. That doesn't seem like how the best way to communicate that. So I don't even know Probably that not. Sherry knows about it. Hmm. I'm really, yeah, this one is a tricky one for me. Yeah. Yes, I want to say if there was no conversation saying we are broken up, well, yeah, we'll, get we'll get into, into that, that later. So I think that this is closer to it, judging from like the different perspectives that we do get on it because of that one, that like line that Rory has, which could have just been inflammatory just to be mean to Lorelai in that moment because she felt like she was being attacked. So we never really know for sure. So I feel like this one's like an iffy one, but I think I'm, I think I'm landing more towards like the end of cheating just because it's so murky. It's very murky. It's like, because I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite later. Yeah, that's the thing. For me, it kind of feels more it feels more betrayal of trust but we also did not see that conversation between sherry and christopher that's not necessarily the case when it comes to other things that we're going to talk about later in the episode yeah but i think that i think that we can both sort of like land in a gray area of that one Mm -hmm. because the next one that we want to talk about there's like no gray area and that is with paris and asher and jamie yeah absolutely no grayness this is the one that people don't really discuss that often is paris's relationship to cheating and cheating on her boyfriends in the same way that it is with Rory because it's so cut and dry there's like no way to debate it there's no way to talk about it and also Paris is very cut and dry about it yeah she kind of loves it yeah (laughs) but the thing is is like she does drag Jamie on for quite some time like a couple months while she's sleeping with her professor who we decided in the last episode was very old (laughs) yeah we decided it wasn't it's not factual we just made that decision We took a vote. And we decided. Nope. It, he's just old. Like, there's no way around that. He was old. I don't know why I keep bringing it up. Yeah. But I just want to remind everyone that he was Three times her age. Yeah. And if you are with someone who could be your grandfather, no judgment, um, nor to him. No, I'm, I'll say it. A little bit of judgment. I'm a little curious. <laughs> yeah, a little and if bit. you'd like to talk to me about it, I'm, I would love yeah, to know. Send us a what's... DM if you're dating a grandfather. <laughs> All right, well, this um, took a turn. Anyways, so Jamie shows up to Yale on his birthday and wants to see Paris. And Paris is so standoffish. Paris is like, nope, I'm busy. Doesn't even take the time of day to talk to him. But what gets me so much is when Jamie sees Rory in the dining hall. And they kind of had this conversation, which is when we learned it's his birthday. Rory says, it'll get better. And then she's like, I guess trying to like encourage him that like this isn't how this is going to end. Because he asks if she's been seeing someone someone else and Rory says not that I know of and it's like girly yeah you do but she's not going to be the one to tell him I mean obviously we know that she knows and then he walks away and he's like it's my birthday by the way and you're like holy fuck But I feel like it's one of those things that's like, it's kind of like your heart kind of sinks. But then immediately when we see Paris again and Rory's confronting her about it, she's just kind of like very whatever about it. And like, we like are immediately back on Paris's side. She's a little smug about it too. Cause she's like, oh, you're talking about a certain other fella. And like, she loves to talk about Asher that way. And it's like, Paris, girl, 
My favorite thing is when Rory is like encouraging her to talk to Jamie about it. She's like, you're right. I've been pretty mean. I'm going to call him. Like she literally says I've been pretty mean and like is recognizing that. Gets on the phone with him and immediately is like, hey, this is over between us. And immediately is mean. Yeah. Like ends it on the phone right then. Like while she's on the phone, she was like, yeah, Rory helped me see that this is what was right. And she was like, don't tell him that. She's like, she's right here if you want to talk to her. <laughs> And then she hangs up and she's like, I feel a lot better now. You're right. So do you think that the reason that people don't bring that up nearly as much as they do with Rory is because Rory still kind of parades around like she is very innocent yeah. in her endeavors? I made a TikTok talking about how cheating is not viewed equally on the show and a lot of people were talking about why. And one of the reasons is that like Paris kind of owns it. Like Paris does it, owns it, owns up to the fact. I was going to say, not kind of. Paris completely owns it. I mean, she doesn't own it directly to Jamie, but she owns it in every other capacity. She's almost kind of proud of the way that her and Asher are, you know, being sneaky and like the way that like she walks into her dorm that one day and like wakes Rory up and she's trying to get Rory to like. Oh yeah, she's like slamming all the drawers. Yeah. She's like, ah. <sighs> sighing on yeah. the bed. <laughs> she really takes ownership of it and a lot of people said that they expected something like this of Paris. Like Paris's character is kind of just like, you know, this really intense person that for Paris to cheat on someone, like it doesn't seem nearly as bad as the way that Rory does it in this like she still like claims innocence. Like she doesn't at least in the next one that we're going to talk about. She doesn't really take any blame for it. Like it's not it's neither black nor white with her, which like given the situation, there's a lot more to it than there is with the one with Jamie and Asher in Paris. But I think because of Rory, it's not a matter of like, you know, with Rory, we care about the other characters that are involved and like we don't really with Jamie and Asher course, all of that yeah. much. We don't know them. We're not invested in them. We're not invested in them. We're invested in Paris and her perception of the situation. But still, it was cheating. And it's just, I don't know. It, a lot of people were like, it's Paris. It's not Rory. So the, the, their reasoning was just like who it was. But we all know that had Rory been the one having an affair with a professor while dating Dean, Jess, anybody, they would have ripped her apart. But I yeah. do agree that it's probably because she'd be like, but it, but it was my fault. Like she would somehow hey, my find- professor. <laughs> But he's my professor, mine. Yeah. He was assigned to me. But I'm a baby. <laughs> but but to say on Paris, because I know that like it's wrong. That was cheating. Like regardless of how you feel about it, like cut and dry pure cheating. Paris cheated and whether that changes your view on her or not, you know, it doesn't really change my view of her that Me much. either. I think because I align with everybody else's opinions that she not, owns not it. Not changed a view, rather affects the way that you perceive this character. Yeah, because it just further reiterates that she is always unapologetically who she is. The choices she makes, she always stands in them. Yeah, definitely. Which uh, brings us to our next uh incident of cheating on this show which i'd say is probably is one season. of the biggest ones oh yeah if not the most controversial i guess there's like two moments with rory but this one is definitely like the most yeah as you said controversial i actually don't talk about this on tiktok anymore because someone was very very aggressive to me when i like made a comment about this that for them this is very black and white that there's no gray area with rory cheating with dean that it's she cheated it's wrong there's nothing else to it and I really disagree with that I don't think it's so black and white I think that there is a lot more that goes into it okay and just and maybe not a lot 
but I think to say that it's so black and white um, and there's no gray area to it at all because that's what this person was saying whatsoever is confusing for me. Okay. Well, I'd love to hear you expand on that a little bit more. Like, what about it? Because I I agree with you to a certain extent. I do think that there's a little bit of gray, but it's... For me, mostly black and white. To back up, I would say that for me, it is also mostly black and white. But to say that there's like, rather than talking around it, it's the moment before it happens. It's the Dean and Rory before that really gets to me. Yeah, and that's completely understandable. I think a lot of people dismiss that. And it's it's truly that moment mm-hmm. because otherwise it's very black and white. Like the way that this happens is very like clearly this is very, very wrong what she has done. And I think that this is honestly one of the best uses of point of view that we get from the show because the way that it unfolds from the end of Raincoats and Recipes, the season four finale, to the beginning of season five, episode one, when we get Dean's point of view to see the way that it happens for everyone is just excellent. That is one of my favorite openings of a season because as much as I hated the actual act of it, I love seeing the alternate perspective of something we've already seen and like really hits an audience deeply. Ooh, I loved that opening. That was so well done. Mm -hmm. And another part of this is that like people often say this is like the worst storyline in Gilmore Girls that they like can't believe this happened. Well it's because they don't like it. This is awful. But like I understand people not liking it totally. I don't like it either. But I think this is like peak drama. This was like peak television. Like the way that this unfolded, like the whole thing of like Luke and Lorelai getting together to Rory having sex for the first time and how it happened and how this all unfolded is just good drama. And the buildup leading up to it from seasons one to the end of four, because like we watched her relationship with Dean unfold. It was like this first love, budding romance, Mm -hmm. young love situation. She cheats on him with Jess in a very specific capacity, as we just discussed, leaves him for Jess, breaks his heart. He is with somebody else. And as soon as she sees that he's getting married to somebody, all of a sudden she gets really possessive again. Yeah. And then she ends up having an affair with him. And it's like, whoa, what a ride. Yeah, it's that thing that we've talked about before where like people don't like this storyline because it makes them feel bad, but this is really well-written drama. It this is. is really good television. So to get into like the cheating aspect of it though, the part that always gets me is like people talk about how like surprising it was that when Lorelai walked around the corner and Rory was there and then Dean comes out, like that's like was like a really shocking moment, but for me it's the moment before they actually have sex it's the way that dean is convincing her that this is okay because rory is the one that she literally says dean Lindsay and is like do you guys need to go on a weekend away have you been to see a counselor she's like suggesting all of these things like are you sure like she literally says I've heard that the first two years of marriage is the hardest and he's like no it's not working like Rory's the one that is telling him to fix it and he says no it's just it's over and she says if it's over I'm sorry and he says you are and he says I'll be happy again and It just, like, it literally just felt like he says, like, I'll be happy again because I'm gonna have sex with you now is kind of, like, what that felt like. Mm. And, like, the whole, it just felt so manipulative. It was very manipulative. And that is the gray area here, is that he manipulated her into sleeping with him. And I think the reason that a lot of people are like, I don't know, it's black and white. I'm assuming this person who commented on your TikTok and many other people who did and who commented on mine as well, because I've posted about this before. Yeah. 
I think that it's because people are like, well, Rory should have vetted the situation better. Rory should have done this. Rory should have done that. Why are we not talking about the way that this man manipulated her into bed? And like, I know a lot of are like, they're teenagers. He's 19. She's 19. But like the way that Dean is talking to her, it doesn't really matter in this moment that he's 19 to me. Like, because we don't know how Lindsay feels about this until the next episode, which is very clear that she is not over this. She does not feel like it's over. That he is making this decision for the both of them in order to get Rory to sleep with him, which, like, is the end goal for him just to have sex with Rory in this moment? I don't think so. so I don't think so. I think that he, it's been made very clear to us for the entire duration of season four and everything we watch. He loves her. This, that he's in love with her. Yeah, that's true. The night when he's playing video games and Luke runs into him and he sees Rory from across the street and he's talking yeah. to Luke and he can't like keep his eyes off of Rory, much less the fact that he was babbling on about her when he was wasted before he got married to Lindsay. He's in yeah. love with her. He just is. He is. Yeah. I guess like he needed to be with her before he had ended things. But what really gets me is like even before, like as they are like literally about to like lay down on the bed, she says, I can't believe this, that we're like she can't finish a sentence. And he says, I can. And that's the end of it. Like, I don't think in any way that this was unconsensual, but like just the way that they're going into this, that she's like, I can't believe this is happening. What is going on? That that to me is like, that's a big red flag that like clearly she wanted it. Like, of course. But he had thought about it. Yeah. And the way that he says, I can, like this whole conversation, she's like, I don't know if this is right. And she does it anyways, which is really what makes it the black and white is like, regardless of the fact that she felt so like against it and then did it anyways is where we're like but the reason that she did it is because he kept telling her it was okay and I think what's so interesting about this happening to Rory like this is the conversation she has with Lorelai afterwards because Rory is for all intents and purposes been viewed as such an adult in the way that she does things like she really is kind of like a parental figure to Lorelai she's seen as Lorelai's equal Lorelai who is an adult but here we have her making like what is arguably like her first like real adult decision beyond going to college which is to have sex for the first time and she's doing it in like the most childish way of being like so possessive of this man that my dean that she feels okay that he's convinced her like that's enough for her to do it because then when it's spun around and an actual adult is like breaking down what just happened to her she's like very clear she knew that this was wrong yeah and it's just like it's more of like i wanted this even though he he told me it was okay i know it's her excusing the behavior that's why people are like that's what what it is are you doing i mean not only was the cheating in and of itself actually wrong it's excusing it And I mean, in that conversation with Lorelai, she's really trying to convince herself as well. She's like, yeah, no, I know. He said it was over. It's over. And Lorelai's like, dude, are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah, what are you thinking? And I really understand Rory's mindset here because like, it's like a big shift to like go from having sex for the first time with like your first boyfriend and being this really emotional state to then like have your mom come in and like having to like make the emotional shift from being like having been that vulnerable to now being confronted with the situation that you're in and trying to like reason yourself into it because like it's so it's such like an overwhelming situation 
position to be in. So I understand why she's like fighting against Lorelai. That's why I think this is so well done because I think that that just feels like so natural the way that Rory is like defending herself almost because like if she then immediately afterwards says that she regrets it, I think that would have been too much for her to have to admit in that moment. Definitely. And clearly she falls apart over it. I mean, slowly she's like breaking down over it. And I think she holds the anger towards herself, towards her mother. But for like, quote unquote, ruining this for her. I hate when she says that. She storms out. She says, I hate you for ruining this for me. Baby girl, you ruined it for yourself by sleeping with a married man. Because the way that I talk about, like, I guess the way that she's felt about this, or I guess the way that I've been talking about it so far is definitely within the narrative, sympathizing with this character who was manipulated into her first time from a man that she loved who also loved her. But from an external perspective of watching this happen, of being like, what the fuck are you doing, girly? Yeah. Like, this whole conversation, we are all Lorelai. Like, he's not your dean. He's married to Lindsay. And she's, like, so possessive. Like, yeah. It's it's really... Ugh. And everything after that. Once she realizes how wrong it was, and she sends him that letter, which we, of course, don't know <laughs> what was in the letter. Why'd she write that letter? <laughs> but once that happens... Actually... I take it back. Before she writes the letter, she sleeps with him again at Miss Patty's. Because like at the end of the day, do you think that she had an affair? Because I think that Lorelai says that in the kitchen. But the way that she was talking about it, she was like, he is married. He has a wife. He has Lindsay. He's Lindsay's dean. He's not your dean. Do you think that the way that that happened constitutes an affair? Or did Dean just cheat on Rory and like or not cheat on Rory did Jean just cheat on Lindsay with Rory and what's the difference there to you it's tricky but in my opinion I feel like they had an affair yes he cheated on Lindsay but like there was a lot of emotional affair tendencies aspects to their relationship leading up to them finally sleeping together because like he goes and rescues her when she's stranded at the bar after going on a date with that really drunk guy and that's a very friendly thing to do but then he ends up staying out late with her and she's like where does Lindsay think you are right now and he's like she thinks I'm out like that felt really icky and then like when Jess shows up he gets all defensive and he like won't talk to her because he's like why are you with this guy and it's like why do you care we're not together and you are married and so there was a lot of buildup and like we were talking about before this is something he had thought about and even before they actually you know when Dean's like if Tom hadn't walked in like this isn't this he sought this out a second time yeah which to that point when Rory is telling Lorelai about this before Lorelai's really realized because one of the ickiest scenes in the whole show to me is when Lorelai walks in and she looks at Rory's bed and it's all like messed up like just the close-up on the bed I always want to close my eyes at that scary part (laughs) Rory says we were safe And it's like, does Rory keep condoms in her room or did Dean bring a condom with him thinking that they were going to sleep together when he arrived there? Oh, you're totally right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because she, it's like if Tom hadn't interrupted us, were they going to like have sex in the back hallway of the dragonfly? But then it begs the question of like, did Dean come over with that intention? Which I think given like the emotional tension that was happening, honestly, the season four tension between Rory and Dean is kind of the season three tension between Jess and Rory of like, they're not acting on anything yet. But when they actually end up doing it, like, you're totally they, right. They go all the way. And as we've talked about this, I've thought about 
about that as well. I'm like, well, would you consider what Rory and Jess had an affair leading up to the kiss? I wouldn't. But with this, I don't know if Rory and Dean sleeping together makes it feel more affair-esque to me or not. I think it's also because they slept together a second time at Miss Patty's. Yeah. And we don't know if Dean had any intention on ending that aspect of his relationship with Rory or if he had any intention of leaving Lindsay because it doesn't happen. She goes to Europe for the summer with her grandma and he's still married to Lindsay. So like, were you actually going to leave? Was your marriage actually over? She's cooking you pot roast. I think it's still happening. And then she's throwing your stuff out the window. Yeah. Yikes. When she finds that letter. So that's the thing. It's like, had Rory not brought that to an end, would he have ended it? In which case it would have been an affair. Did that letter end it? I forget. I'm assuming I literally that it... always skip from Liz and TJ's wedding to Rory and Logan meeting and written in the stars. So this part's kind of iffy. Yeah, for me. I don't watch this nearly as often as I watch the earlier seasons, but I do believe that when Lorelai and Rory are walking through the town square and Lindsay and her mom see them at the gazebo and they have that altercation and they sort of like And Lorelai was like, What was in that letter? Yeah, she says something about like Rory responds in a way that makes it sound like she ended it. She said, you know, I told him that, you know, I don't regret what happened, but I, he's married and that's it. So I do think that she ended things because she was like, you're married and that's the beginning and the end of the story. Which is like clear that like she heard what Lorelai said, that like as we as an audience are like yelling at her like Lorelai is, she seemingly took that to heart after she took her uh, shameful European vacation. (laughs) Yeah, but I think the other reason why I can't necessarily justify it as an affair is because of what we come to see Rory do later in the series, which brings us to our next relationship. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Before we get into that, there was cheating in a very, well, there's an argument for cheating in a very different capacity within this relationship that she has with Logan, and it's not on Rory's end. But this is what's interesting about getting into the bridesmaids incident, as we can refer to it, because it feels like Rory's on the other side of it now. Rory's experiencing the Lindsay side of it, so to speak, and her principles on the matter haven't really changed that much. She still feels like she is possessive of the things that might not necessarily be hers anymore regardless of she's the one that's participating in cheating or if she's the one that's being cheated on Mm -hmm. she at least she stays consistent she's very (laughs) consistent with that i don't know if you remember this you might because i don't know if you watched the episode today but in bridesmaids revisited when she gets really drunk and she goes to the bar and the waitress who's actually 
like a very f- yeah she's from SNL yeah, a very yeah. famous actress she tries to take her napkins and she's like these are my napkins why does everybody keep trying to touch my stuff I was like whoa yeah whoa it exactly. was like yikes he's my dean well okay so let's get into it let's back up to let me hear your balalinkas ringing out because I I made a TikTok about the timeline of this sort of relationship because in Logan's mind, that's when they ended things and Rory thought they were taking a break, which really this whole thing that we're about to get into really just boils down to that horrible trope of like, we were on a break. Like that friends, I don't know a lot of friends references, but I do know it's I know pivot and I know we were on a break. Those are the only ones that I know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and so it's kind of like that deciding of like, what what constitutes a break? What constitutes a breakup? Like, how can you just t- like take some PTO from a relationship? It just doesn't just really doesn't make any sense to me. But this fight happened like late October because Jess, when he's leaving, he says your birthday was a few weeks ago, which is October 8th. So we can ascertain that this is happening. This fight, this breakup on Logan's end, but not on Rory's is happening at the end of October. But then on Thanksgiving, that's when Honor calls Rory and is like, I was really bummed to hear you guys broke up because I was asking Logan was where you were and he told me you broke up. So like in this narrative, either you're on the Logan side of it and they ended things at the end of October or you're now at the Rory part where like this really fucking sucks. This is how you find out that you're not with your boyfriend anymore from his sister on Thanksgiving when you just reunited with your mom. Like this whole situation, it just sucks. But she seems to have accepted the breakup, right? Because she could have reached out to him. She could have been like, hey, we weren't broken up. I didn't know that this was the case. The next time that she sees him from Thanksgiving is the perfect dress when he shows up at her door to say, I love you. That was aired on January 10th. We can say that that's like early January because she's back in classes for the spring semester. So from the time that Honor told her that her and her boyfriend weren't together anymore, almost a month and a half has passed. that time so like it is very clear that they are not together when logan walks up to the door and tells her that he loves her right and then logan says i just told honor that to shut her up and so a lot of people then talk to me about this one piece that because everyone knows that i don't think that this was cheating spoiler alert when rory says so you didn't mean it and he says no i did i just it was too much drama for me and rory says well if you can't take the drama you shouldn't be in a relationship which by the way you're not so like even then rory has then again told us that she does not think that she is in a relationship with logan so from january Back to Thanksgiving, at what point she made that decision that she was not in a relationship with him anymore is neither here nor there. But then when Honor gets married towards the end of February, March, they've been back together for a month. And it seems like from what we can gather from this, they've been in the car for a month where they don't talk about anything because there was never any questions about what happened when we were broken up, like anything there. And then that's when we find out that Logan slept with the bridesmaids, two of them on Thanksgiving which, Logan, what is going on? And then one in December. So, like, bad. But regardless of anything else, I don't think that Logan cheated on Rory. I completely agree. Because Rory then goes back when he comes in after the ceremony, and he was like, I was looking for you. Where were you? And she says, no, you were broken up. I just thought we were taking some time. She's then since again gone back on what she had previously said. So, like, in Rory's eyes, she can, like, be broken up when it makes sense when he comes up and shows up and tries to talk to her because she doesn't want to talk to him. But they weren't broken up. So it's like it's like this weird decision from Rory. Well, it's always that... Rory's decision, right? Rory always makes yeah. up the rules, it seems like, when it comes to matters of the heart. 
he's her dean, right? Yeah. I literally said that if Logan had broken up with her to her face that night, like been like, we're, we're over, and then found out that he had slept with those bridesmaids, I still think she would have thought that that was cheating because he was her Logan. Here's the thing. She can be upset about it all she wants. This is a matter of betrayal of trust, not cheating, in my opinion. It's like, you didn't cheat, but you're still a traitor, Olivia Rodrigo. 100%. Thank you for quoting the prophet. Anytime. <laughs> I can't quote Taylor Swift, but I can sure quote <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. It's a nice compliment. It's not a situation where he ends up in bed with a bunch of women while they're in a relationship and he has this sort of yeah. affair, as he ironically goes on to do in the revival when he's yeah. engaged to somebody else with Rory. Which I think that that's kind of how we can divide this conversation. The first part of it is like, I think that the thing at hand that we can define is like, this wasn't cheating. It was not cheating. It was a betrayal of trust. Because he was under the impression they were broken up. They never said, we are broken up, which sort of is a callback to the conversation we were having before about Sherry and Christopher. Yeah. But again, we didn't see that conversation between Sherry and Christopher. We witnessed no. this last and final conversation between- That fight is my favorite. It's just it's a good so one. Good. It's a good one. Yeah. And between Logan and Rory, we see like a complete fallout of their relationship in everything that transpires between him and the bridesmaids. But yeah, they never said they were broken up. So like... But if you haven't talked to your boyfriend oh, in a month... Oh, I completely agree. It's just more so for the people who think that he cheated. Yeah. What do you... I just thought... Yeah, it's it's semantics. It's like, yeah, they never said we are broken up. But if you're not speaking to this other person, he's not cheating, but he is betraying your trust. So that's on you whether or not you want to get back together with him, baby girl. Like, he went... His way of medicating himself was to go off and sleep with other people. I have been in relationships with people like that. That is what I was talking about before, about being with people and getting back together with people who had betrayed my trust. When we were apart, they were with people, and that hurt my... feelings that hurt me because depending on the situation maybe I was not with other people I was taking space to learn grow change reflect etc or maybe just taking time to be sad and they decided to take the time that I was being sad or reflecting and pour it into other people whether that was just in a physical capacity and he does talk about being depressed and that's clearly his way of coping that's kind of where you have to like look at like I guess what sex means to you in this situation because clearly for Rory it's an emotional thing like even when her and like Logan were like just having fun she wasn't sleeping with other people and like when she has sex for the first time it's with her like her dean it's with her first love her first boyfriend so like i think to her it's like a really emotional act whereas like what we know from logan is that like he sleeps around and like it doesn't have that same like necessary like emotional connection tied to it so like it's just looking at like two different people's perspective of how they view having sex you know no but i agree with you i do think that sex means different things to different people and with logan i think it's made very apparent that you can infer he views sex in a very like it's very contingent on the person clearly he loves rory but sleeping with these people he says it he's like it was meaningless it literally meant nothing to me but i do think that guys lean on that sometimes to be like oh it meant nothing she meant nothing well it's still a betrayal it doesn't matter if it meant something to you or it didn't it meant something to rory 
story. However, that does not necessarily mean that it needs to be defined as cheating. Just because it hurts your feelings doesn't mean that you can just say it's an affair. Yeah, because I know a lot of people's perspective of it is like, Rory doesn't reach out to Logan when she finds out that they're broken up. She accepts it then. And that's what I take from that. And But the other side of it, people are like, well, Logan didn't reach out to Rory and make sure that they were broken up. And it's like, no one communicated here and that was the problem. Yeah. They don't talk in the car and they don't talk outside of the yeah, car. Yeah, they don't really, seems like Rory Gilmore doesn't really talk. How she has lines, we don't know. <laughs> but when it gets down to it and like, she's like, you really cheated on me in that moment. It's just kind of whatever's convenient to like, assuage her own anxieties about what she's done and what she hasn't done of like, Logan cheated on me with these bridesmaids rather than being like, Logan and I over the past month did not have any sort of conversation about what happened when we were apart. And now I have really a lot of terrible feelings about what did happen, but it's going to be easiest just to say he cheated because that conversation they have in the hallway and I'm okay, you're okay. Like a lot of people have a lot, feel a lot of different ways that like he was really manipulative in that conversation or he was gaslighting her. I don't see that from that conversation at all because I, I know that entire speech word for word. And when he says, in my mind, I was not cheating on you. It kind of starts to like lean that way. That was the one line I was going to bring up because I don't think he's manipulating her either. But that one line, when I was rewatching it today, I was like, oh, ah, uh, that. But the way he says this whole thing is like, fuck, I would have to start from the beginning to remember everything he says. Um, Because she says, two minutes go. I know that you're upset, but I really wish you hadn't found out like that. Rory, I love you. You know that I love you. When I said that I was your boyfriend, I agreed to be faithful to you, which right the way was a first for me. And I thought it was going to be hard, but it wasn't. And then I asked you to move in with me. I asked you to move in with me. And I thought that that was going to be hard, but it wasn't. I have been completely faithful to you, Rory. I've not been with another girl. I've not looked at another girl. I've not even thought about another girl. Except for Walker, Alexander, we were broken up. No, you were is what she says and he, then he immediately changes the pronoun from we were broken up and she says no you were to I thought we were broken up I thought that's what the fight was I thought that's what the separation was do you believe me do you believe that I actually thought that we weren't together and it's like he's giving her his perspective of the situation and changes it when she disagrees with it so like I think that people have a hard time when they don't really understand the concept of what gaslighting is that like they're fighting and that's okay to fight in relationships they're having a fight and Logan is very clearly laying out how he saw the situation and he's not really doing anything to you know like deny her reality in this. No. He's just very clearly saying, in my mind, I was not cheating on you because this is my reality of the situation. Yeah. That like, I'm not denying that this is what you think, but I'm just in this moment trying to make you see how I feel. And I think that he was trying to save their relationship. He was saying, no, 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 no. This is not going to be the reason we break up because I did not think we were seeing each other anymore. And if I did, I would not have slept with anybody else. I wouldn't have looked at anybody else because I never had. So if we're going to break up, it needs to be for some other reason because yeah. yes, this sucks. I do really think that he should have told her before oh, she arrived at that sure. wedding. He should have sat her down and been like, look, we never had this conversation, but I just want to let you know. So that she wasn't walking into the fucking lion's den. He let her walk into that room. And when she said that to him, I was like, yeah, man, that's where you fucked up. Yeah. That's the other part of this. Cause I think there's like two conversations here. The first one is like, did he cheat on her? No, no. But did he put her in a horrible fucking situation? 1,000%. Yes. Because people are always like, how can you justify, like, how, what would you have done in this situation? Like, would you have gotten back together with Logan? It's like, this never would have happened. Like, the moment we got back together that night, after we got back from saving the Yale Daily News, I'd have been like, what happened? 
I need to know, like, before we get too far into this, like, what did that mean to you that we were just apart for that long? Like, you know, like, I would feel totally comfortable having that conversation and Rory clearly wasn't because they were back together for a month before this actually happened. Yeah. Logan knew the who the girls were. Logan knew where she was they going. They talked about them at the beginning of the episode where he's like, boopsie, yeah. bopsie, whatever, like whatever <laughs> he calls them. And so it's yeah. like, you know they're going to be there. Bopsy. What does he call them? <laughs> He says uh, Blondie Dipsy. Okay, Dipsy was close. Yeah. Blondie and Dipsy equals Bopsy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice cover is what she says. But it's like he knew that. And like he's bringing shame into it is really what it is. And like he was ashamed of it. So he, as he said, why would I tell you something that's going to make you hurt, upset, and confused? I get it, Logan. But like you should have fucking told her. I've been in a situation. I've been in situations before where it's like if you're hooking up with other people and we're either not together because we haven't had that conversation yet or we're together and like when that happened was before we got together it's not about the fact that it happened necessarily for Rory I think it is it's that she had to find out about it from somebody else you tell me you need to be the one to tell me not other people that's where it is it's like he made a fucking terrible decision to not tell to not make and that is why it is more a betrayal of trust and less about actual cheating because if he would have had that if he would have said i was depressed and i slept with exactly three women that my sisters knows who you're going to sit with today i think she would have been like maybe i'll show up a little bit later and i'm not gonna come as early with you so i don't run into them and then at the wedding i'm gonna spend the entire night with you and because i don't want to see them like it also probably would have been able she would have been like oh i don't know if i want to go to your sister's wedding like maybe this is not the night for us like you go have a great time i'll stay Stay home. I'll read a book tonight. I have a lot. I'm Rory Gilmore. I love books. Like, it just feels like there was another way for this to have happened. And so basis of it is like he didn't cheat for all of these reasons that Rory went back and forth on but he did betray her trust and that's that's the crux of it all that's why she continues to like silently punish him for this subsequent episode punishment which we can get into another time but that's why she was hurt she was hurt because it was a betrayal of trust and it's like if you don't know if you can trust somebody don't get back together with them But then how does she act upon that hurt? She decides to go and potentially use an ex-boyfriend to hurt him. That's very true. She does kiss Jess. Yeah. It like helps her to realize that she loves Logan because that's, she kisses Jess and is like, I love Logan, just as she said to Marty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's like, I love him. And despite everything he's done, I love him. And here we have her like operating by her own rules again of like, does she ever tell Logan that she, you know, when he's doped up in the hospital having almost died of like, hey, I actually kissed my ex-boyfriend spitefully. The one that you hate. (laughs) Yeah, but it's okay because I did it and you didn't. So like, we don't actually have to talk about it. Like, it's completely fine because I was the one that- But then interestingly, she has the conversation with him about having a crush on her professor in season seven. That's how we know it's season seven because they have like this really beautiful moment of like fully communicating how both of them feel and come to a like solid conclusion on what to do moving forward. Which is very (laughs) off-brand. That's how you know that it's season seven because you're like, what? Why are they suddenly developing really healthy communication skills? And then interestingly, as we all know, they go on to have an affair where Logan is engaged and she is the other woman. And that 
is this is no where I questions all the lead. asked a full-blown <laughs> affair this is an affair this is not cheating this is not like no gray area an affair to forget yeah. to remember yeah we would like to forget to remember this yeah i oftentimes i don't do. think there's anything that really needs to be said to be honest we all know what it is yeah, but this is, again, I feel like the whole, I guess, like, the thesis statement of this episode is cheating is up left up to Rory and how Rory it makes Rory feel. And if Rory feels okay with it, she's cool with it and it's fine. If Rory doesn't feel okay with it, it's bad cheating, you know? She can decide. It's also a matter of Rory dictating when people belong to her, quote unquote, and when they don't. Yeah. She is so upset when she calls Logan and she's sitting on the front porch in the revival and he tells her that Odette is moving in with him. Well, even long before that, she has like a similar moment where she's deciding how she feels about it because like she's really put off in that moment that you're talking about. Like she's like, wait, so you're gonna like make me go to a hotel? Like I'm a geisha is what she said. It's like, yeah, Rory, he's gonna go fuck you at the Savoy because he has a fiance. Like why is she suddenly so weird? Yeah, why is she shocked by this? Because there's this moment earlier when she's at his his apartment like when we first see him and she's looking for her red dress and he's like oh yeah I put your boxes in the closet or the maid did or something and she's like about to open it and she's like I'm not gonna find anything am I and he's like I wouldn't do that to you but in immediately in that same exact moment he looks at her phone and she's like who was it and it says like something about it's like he's reading a text from Paul or like some like dinner with Paul or something comes up and she's like oh I like need to handle that or something it's like this weird moment of like don't tell me anything that's going on in your life I wouldn't do that to you and then immediately he finds evidence of her relationship that she's in now and she's like oh it's fine it's whatever well everything about forgetting Paul was whatever to her and we also spoke about how we didn't like that in the revival that storyline was so hard it's so weird but like the whole point of it is that if she had opened that closet and one of Odette's coats had been hanging there she would have been like what a betrayal of trust yeah it's always on her terms and that's the reason why I think people harp on Rory's cheating more than they harp on cheating between any of the other characters namely Paris which is how this whole conversation started because at least Paris owns the fact that she's doing something bad doing something that's hurting other people yeah you know whereas Rory in the revival is arguably this is like the worst like I guess if we're like giving scales to cheating yeah this is at like a 10 of all of these this is this is the 10 this is like the end of the spectrum if we will the beginning maybe like kissing jess like if we want to like put it on that end to i guess the first kiss from jess the second one was a little bit further down the spectrum but this one is like way up there and she's like not accepting the fact that like she is literally the other woman but also she's the other woman because she didn't want to marry him and like whether or not that's like taken into account from season seven to the revival and like the intention of it whatever it's it's what happened in the narrative that we know and we understand and so like the subtext that like a lot of people feel in this is that he would have left Odette if Rory would have just said yes because there's that moment when they're at the tango bar drinking champagne and she says are you really gonna marry Odette and he says that's the dynastic plan and he doesn't say like yes but it's like Rory what? Like, do you not want him to marry Odette because you don't want someone else to be with him? Or do you want to be with him? Like, you had the chance to be Mrs. Huntsberger girly. Like, you know, like, now that he's moving on is with someone else. Like, yeah. And sorry. And that, that's always how it is. And I wonder if, like, on some level, she was never, ever going to fully trust him to... yeah. 
I don't necessarily want to say be faithful to her, but maybe that's why she's in this relationship with him. And that was the only acceptable relationship for her was I will be with you even if you're with other people I will be with you because I know that I can release this at any time and it's like always on her terms like how she's going to feel about it and I think that that's kind of like what they're trying to say with her storyline in the revival is like she's so stagnant she's willing to be the other woman because she's willing to be with something that's comfortable as she's going through this really uncomfortable time but again as we've said the worst quality of Rory is that she just decides however something is going to make her feel and decides like the morality of whether or not she should be doing this based on that which is icky (laughs) yeah and I think that's why the overall opinion about Rory and her tendencies within relationships is icky yeah which I think that like the biggest problem they've left us with as a result of this affair which is very clearly an affair is that she's having a baby as a result of it now she's pregnant she's having a child it is like we've reached like defcon one with this because she's having a baby and like that's why so many people are like that they relate that logan and rory are christopher and lorelei because of this baby and like the result of the affair is the baby right well that's interesting that you bring that up because that kind of brings us to our last cheating scandal if you will or questionable cheating because at the end of season six Lorelai sleeps with Christopher exactly in like kind of the same way that Logan slept with the bridesmaids which like Lorelai's was a lot more immediate and a lot more personal which is like the difference there of like she's like the way that she ends sing with Luke at least in my opinion is more apparent than when Rory and Logan supposedly broke up and let me hear your bowling because I agree with that because he says I can't jump like is what he says and she says then I have to go and she walks away and it's not like either of them ever said like this is over we're breaking up it's because he can't leave right then and elope she says I have to go which is very clear on Lorelai's end that that's the end of the relationship but I feel like for Luke, it's like, so they're not getting married right then. But that doesn't mean that the rest of their relationship is over because like that's kind of what they were doing up until that point anyways. It's like they were just prolonging their engagement. So like were they still together when she literally left that night and went and had sex with the father of her baby? Yeah, that's a really loaded ask. But for me, it's once again in that muddy territory. No, they never yeah. said that they were broken up. It regardless of whether you define it as cheating or you don't, it's a betrayal of trust. If you're going to run off and sleep with the one person that is a point of contention in your relationship romantically, because obviously there are several points of contention in Luke and (laughs) Lorelai's relationship, but Christopher is a massive one because of what happened at Wedding Bell Blues and the fact that they just have really deep history with each other. Yeah, That was like the other huge, huge relationship in Lorelai's existence And the product of that relationship was Rory. And he's always going to be in her life. That was already hard enough for Luke to overcome, especially given what transpired at Emily and Richard's vow renewal. He has a lot of jealousy and mistrust in the steadiness of that relationship. Because like, regardless of what Chris does, he's always going to be in her life. That like, in a way that Luke just kind of needs to accept. But like, the first person that she runs to is Chris. So it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. In a way, because Luke is afraid that she's going to run to Christopher. And then when he can't make a commitment to her, that's exactly what she does. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I blame Luke. I mean, I do. I blame him for the end of their relationship. I don't blame him for her immediate tendency to run to Christopher 
when things get uncomfortable or when something's wrong because he is a sense of safety for Lorelai. But I do blame Luke for the end of that relationship. I know that he had a lot of obstacles to face with April, but not including Lorelai in that was very unfair to her. And I would have felt very similarly to her at the end of Partings, at the end of season six, where I'm like, dude, make a choice. Either you want to be with me or you don't. And if you don't, let me go. That was kind of the end of the relationship from where I'm standing. Yeah. But it's a betrayal of trust because she immediately went to Christopher. And I I have a problem with like deciding what happens after that because Luke like packs up the truck and is like, let's go, we're gonna go. And it's too late. But I don't know that I feel like that's how that would have played out in season seven. Had Amy been there. Because doesn't she like directly tell him that like I slept with Christopher? Yeah, because she just keeps saying to him like, I can't, it's over, we're done. And he like won't accept it. And I think she tells him that so that he'll leave. She does because then he leaves there and drives and punches Christopher. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know like if it matters like the after effect of it of like what would have happened there. Baseline leaving to go sleep with Christopher was wrong. It was wrong. It also begs the question of like when are you beholden to someone's trust once you've decided that the relationship is over? Because like for her walking away then they were over. So like is she betraying Luke's trust in a relationship that she's no longer in by like seeking comfort in the same way that Logan did which was a very different situation because these were just old friends of his rather than like the history that she had had with Christopher is like but they did walk away from the situation in very similar ways after a very catastrophic yeah. fight one was an ultimatum the other was a bit more of like just tension brewing and kind of that surfacing yeah. to the top where it just could not be contained anymore yeah And with Lorelai and Luke, it was clearly a make it or break it fight. More cut and dry. Well, clearly to Lorelai, yeah. And it just seems like to me that like, can we define like a betrayal of trust as something that happens after relationship ends versus like, this is something that hurt your feelings upon finding it out? Like, is it necessarily, like, I'm not saying that like trust is so like prescriptive that it has like the expiration of like the moment that your relationship's over, there's no more trust that takes place or is as necessary. But it's almost like, are you beholden to that sense of trust? Are you really betraying it? Once you exit the relationship, totally. I hear what you're saying. That like now everything that comes after it is just hurt feelings. And I'm not saying that you're not justified in having No, I think that it's more about allegiance to the relationship that you have with that person. I've known people to be in relationships and leave that night and sleep with someone else, at least from my perspective, which might be wrong. I don't see that as like a betrayal of trust. In a sense, I see it as more of like, this is what happened. And yeah, you're totally in the right to feel hurt by this. But like you ended the relationship because you didn't want to be with that person anymore and you didn't want to take that person into consideration anymore the first act afterwards do you need to take them into consideration is this me being naive because I've never been in a relationship before I think it's more about what it boils down to is more about what level of respect you have for not only the relationship that you shared in a sense of like this is my boyfriend this is my girlfriend etc it's more about the relationship you want to continue to have with that person and the respect you have for the fact that you were in a relationship and if you hope to have a relationship with that person moving forward regardless of whether or not you're dating them like friendship also involves trust and if you hold them in a high regard that they matter so much to you doing something like that feels like a betrayal of trust no matter 
care what the title of your relationship is. But I do completely understand where you're coming from. If you're choosing not to be in that relationship anymore, once both parties have exited the conversation in the relationship, it's kind of like, is that really a betrayal of trust within the relationship you just had? Yeah. It's something that, again, exists on this spectrum that is so personal and so curated to how people operate and function within their relationships that that's a really tough question to answer, but a really important question to pose. To like bring it to partings though, which as we know, this is my favorite episode. And part of it is because of this like conflict that's happening at the end of this year, because here we have Lorelai and Logan in these like very parallel situations with their partners. And I think it's just interesting that because whenever I talk about, like I have a series on TikTok that is comparing Lorelai and Logan to each other, which one of my favorite things is to get tagged on TikTok and other comment sections of like someone being like, Lorelai is just like Logan and people being like, that is absolutely not true. Where did you get that from? And someone's like, Haley has a 10 part series on it on our TikTok if you want to go watch it. And I think that this is one that I've never made a video about, but it's just so, it's just so similar in the sense that like they leave this like kind of ambiguous fight that to them feels really definitive and Logan's was of what we know is a little bit later at least for Lorelai like it's immediate they go sleep with other people and that's kind of their mo in that moment and it didn't really mean anything to either one of them because with Lorelai she yes has a history with Chris he means a lot to her but not in a way where she had any intention of being with him so they're both sort of seeking comfort in what's comfortable. For Lorelai, it's an old friend who obviously she loves and has been in love with in the past. For Logan, it's people where he doesn't have to feel those feelings of love. But Lorelai also did not have to feel those feelings with Chris. She just sought comfort and safety in him. They cope in very very similar ways. And that's not the only way in which Lorelai is similar to Rory's boyfriends, ex-boyfriends. I've made lots of comparisons about Lorelai being similar to Jess. And I think even Dean as well. There's a lot of Lorelai and Dean. Hmm. And we'll have more to say on that next episode. Follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say Podcast and make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on now as we will have a new episode out every Tuesday because we always have more to say. And if you have more to say, find us on Patreon where you can support the pod, join our Gilmore Obsessed community, and access bonus episodes every month. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.